Welcome, welcome to the Ready to Wander podcast hosted by Sydney Brienne. This is a podcast where I encourage you to chase your dreams and we chat about all things business, photography, travel, adventure, and of course, living and experiencing more life outdoors. So what do you say? Are you ready to wander? Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Ready to Wander podcast. I am your host, Sydney Brienne, and I'm super stoked for today's episode because we have an awesome guest today who will chat all about budget travel, her career as a travel coach, and we will get some amazing insight into over 10 years of world travel. I have no updates or fluff this episode, so I'm ready to dive right into it and get to our conversation with our guest. Today, we have on Sahara Rose DeVore. She is a wanderer at heart and has spent over 10 years traveling on her own budget and terms. Her solo adventures have led her to 84 countries, and she has tons of stories and tips to share. She has started her own wellness travel coaching business and also founded a global community of travel coaches through the Travel Coach Network. Sahara has been seen and featured in 140 plus media outlets for her story and travel expertise, including Forbes and Travel Weekly. Last year, she took the stage as a TEDx speaker on the topic of how embracing travel can help build happier and more united communities. And she is also a published author of a travel and mindset book called Hey You, Just Go. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to Sahara. We are so excited to have you on today, and I would love for you to start us off with an introduction to you. Who are you? What are your interests? And what do you do? Hi, thank you so much, Sydney, for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited to be here today chatting with you uh, a little bit. You co- you did a good job covering um what uh, at least the recent years have been like in my business uh, and my life. Um, But I, at the age of 22 in 2010, I decided to take an unconventional route in life. And I bought a one-way ticket to Ireland and I packed a backpack. And I was planning to travel to just Western Europe for about a month and a half. Back then, you could buy a year rail pass. Um, I'm not sure if they sell those really anymore. but Mine was valid for a month and a half, and I was going to travel and do what I had heard about before called backpacking Europe. I've always had an anxiety disorder, but I was struggling with bouts of depression as I was finishing up university at that around that time. And so when I graduated, I studied hospitality and tourism management uh, for just a two-year program because I was never someone who knew exactly what I wanted to do in, in my life and my first two years of university kind of changed majors, changed topics, tried out different things. And the last two years, I entered a, a hospitality and tourism management program. So I started to fall in love with the concept of traveling. Uh, I didn't come from a traveling family or background. No one in my family traveled uh, any further than just a road trip. And I didn't grow up with very much money. I am an only child to a single mom. So I never... Traveling the world was never something I thought about. I barely even thought about traveling to another country when I was younger. And in my third year of university, when I joined that program, I was really inspired by the foreign exchange students that I were my classmates. They were from parts of Asia, or they were from parts of Europe. And I heard how many countries they had visited and how it impacted them. I was a broke college student at the time, but I told myself I'm going to figure out a way that I'm going to go and travel the world once I graduate. And that moment, I had no idea what I was going to do and how I was going to make that happen. 
but I ended up changing my money mindset and working really hard for the next two years while finishing school. And when I graduated in 2010, I was not going to go into the corporate world like many of uh, family and society pressures wanted of me. I didn't know what I wanted to do or who I wanted to be, but I knew that I wanted to book that one-way ticket and that's what I did. And it all started then. That is awesome. And you did touch a lot on your background and kind of where you came from and how you got to where you are today. But can you talk a little bit more about how you decided on your career path? Because you have a very interesting career. I mean, before you reached out, I don't know if I had ever heard of a travel coach. So can you talk a little bit more about how did you settle on your career path that you chose? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, although I had a degree in hospitality and tourism management, I spent the next decade traveling around the globe, like you mentioned in my in, in the intro. But during that time, during my journey, I was still really struggling to find my ideal career path. I knew that I had a love of travel, that I had a lot of experience in travel, traveling to eight of our countries. I had a unique perspective on the travel industry during that uh, that decade of travel with the rise of technology and social media. But I also had thousands of in-depth conversations with travelers on why they traveled and why they were quitting the nine to five to travel. That trend of you know quitting the corporate job to travel the world uh, came about. The digital nomad became a term. So I was understanding a lot of this uniqueness about the industry. Any of the jobs, travel-related jobs and careers that I had learned about in school or had heard about throughout those years, like being a travel agent or a travel advisor or a flight attendant or working in hotels or working for a company that quote-unquote paid you to travel for business or travel writing or blogging, and then it came about travel influencers. And none of those aligned with me. I don't really like to write much. I have a book, but it, it, I, it takes me forever to sit down and write a paragraph. I don't like planning and booking trips for people. My anxiety goes through the roof to have that kind of responsibility. It's just not of interest. I actually have a weird fear of flying. So I didn't want to live on an airplane like a flight attendant does. And I didn't want to work for a company that paid me to travel for business because I knew by working in the restaurant industries early around to save money, I, I worked in Chicago that had a lot of touristy restaurants that I worked at. So I got to meet a lot of business travelers and they didn't get to see and do very much of anything other than business. And I didn't want that either. So although I didn't know what I wanted, I did know what I didn't want in a job and I didn't want to sit in a cubicle. I didn't want someone to dictate when I could take a vacation or not. I was confused for a long time of what path in my career I wanted. So I gave myself grace. And I said, by the time I'm 30, I'll actually take it seriously and figure it out. In the meantime, I was making money doing random fun jobs and traveling the world. And sure enough, 30 came around and I bought a laptop. And it was the first time I had a laptop with me traveling. And I was in the north of Spain and in Bilbao, and I was in a hostel. I opened up the laptop and I started Googling how to start an online business and travel businesses because I felt like because I didn't find it, I'm going to have to create it. But I didn't know what that was going to be yet. And when I was starting to do this research in, in business, the coaching industry came to my attention. I saw business coaches and health coaches and life coaches and spiritual coaches and 
all these different types of coaches. And that was the first time that I said, wow, I didn't really, really know that was a booming industry. Well, I want to be a travel coach. I didn't see it anywhere. I didn't hear about it anywhere. But I'm not the type of person who needs proof of something or for someone to tell me how they do it. If I, I felt it in my heart that that's what I wanted to do. And I that at that moment set out to start my own travel coaching business. And my angle was I wanted to help companies understand and embrace the various wellness benefits that travel has for their employees and their employee well-being and their company culture because of trends like people quitting the nine to five and people not taking and using all their vacation days. That was my perspective on being a travel coach and my niche. But as I started posting about being a travel coach online, I had many travelers and travel agents and different travel professionals reaching out saying, hey, what is a travel coach? I might be interested. Would you learn about it? Might be something I'm already doing. I just didn't know there was a name to it. And because there wasn't a place that I learned from or heard about or coach I went to for it, uh, something clicked in me again. And I said, I'm going to build a platform for travel coaches around the world. And I'm going to figure out what that looks like along my journey of figuring out what my wellness travel coaching business looks like. And fast forward about five years now, um, the Travel Coach Network is what it is. And my wellness travel coaching business is what it is. You literally sat down on a laptop while you're in this crazy travel, awesome experience in your life. And you're like, well, I guess I'm just going to become an entrepreneur. And it worked out. I love that. And I just thought of a question as you were talking. Can you touch on the major differences between a travel coach and a travel agent? Because immediately my mind went to, well, a travel agent is someone who helps me plan a trip, book a trip, succeed with my travels if I don't want to book it. What is the difference between that and a travel coach? Can you just touch on that a little bit? Like, What do you do? Yeah, that's a great question. It's a very common question. Um, well, I must preface it with saying that since travel coaching has grown quite a bit over the past several years, there's actually different, a few different definitions out there. But to me and to the Travel Coach Network, a travel coach is someone who helps people set intentions for their trip, helps them be able to use travel as a tool for their well-being, their personal goals, maybe as professional goals for their well-being. Everyone travels differently. Everyone's looking for something different out of a trip. So the travel coach is someone who's there to say, this is pulls from within, brings the awareness out of the traveler to figure out why do they ever actually want to travel and what types of experience and transformation are they looking to gain out of this travel experience. So it goes back to seeing travel as a tool to help us thrive in various aspects of our life. Travel coaches do not focus on the planning and itineraries of and the booking of a trip. A travel agent has different sort of training. They have to be, there's a whole process to being a travel agent and being under a host agency and having access to a database and asking, you know, itinerary related questions and creating the plan. That's a whole different career path. With that said, there are tons of travel agents and advisors who have come into the Travel Coach Network to learn how they can combine travel coaching and the aspect of coaching to their services as a travel agent. Awesome. And did you start to see kind of a mindset shift for yourself? Because I know when you were growing up and you were kind of like, I want to travel, I want to see the world. 
did you see a mindset shift in yourself that you were like, oh man, like I get so much more out of traveling than just seeing the world? And is that kind of what sparked your desire to become a travel coach? Or what kind of made that shift internally for you from I want to travel to travel to I want to travel to better myself and for my well-being and help others do the same? Yeah. So going back to like when I first started traveling uh, at 22 and I booked that one-way ticket, I didn't know that travel was going to give me any answers or be a cure to anything. But I did know that I was on a journey to find what happiness looked like to me, what kind of life I wanted to have. I mean, think about it at in our early 20s and we finished university. We've been institutionalized our whole life by school, uh, going through all the different grades and the different types of schools we go to and living with our parents and then teachers telling us what to do and our parents telling us what to do. Now we're free. And I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what kind of life I wanted to have, what mattered to me, what didn't. So travel did end up giving me those answers and helping me find it, which was a surprise to me. I thought, like I said, I thought I was going to go just to Western Europe for a month and a half and come home and quote unquote, figure out my life and find a job somewhere in a company. But I felt the sense of freedom and the sense of happiness and fulfillment that I was lacking prior to leaving on my trip. And during that time, I just kept on going because I didn't want that feeling to end. I wanted to see more places and see how those different locations fulfilled me and the different people that I met and the stories I heard and the communities I was in and the nature that I was spending time in. All of this was feeding my soul in so many different ways. So I... I really just loved being able to travel in that sense of seeing the world. I would I would print out a map of a region of the world every time I would go on a trip. And I literally would just sit there while I was traveling and say, where do I want to go to next? And I'd point my finger somewhere on the map and be like, there, I'll go there. Like That's not something that everyone gets the chance to do. But I'm very aware that in my 20s was going to be the time that I was able to do that. And during that time, when I would come back home to do work or to come home for the holidays, I would, of course, share about my adventures with my friends and family and loved ones. And they'd ask me all these different questions like, how'd you do it? How do you afford it? Isn't that not safe? Like, can't believe you went to that destination, um, all that good stuff. But I felt myself getting really irritated and frustrated inside because I wanted them, I wanted to shake them and say, it is possible you could do it too. Cause everyone's like, well, you're so lucky. I'm sure everyone listening to this has gotten that to some degree. You're so lucky, you know, who's paying for this for you, all of that good stuff, or that's unsafe to go there. I'm like, I'm I'm coming back to tell you how great it was. And I wanted to empower people and inspire them to know that they could travel on their own time frame and their own terms and their own budget if they wanted it bad enough. And that was kind of the catalyst to me already kind of being a travel coach in the sense. And I would help people, I would ask them certain questions to get to understand what kind of experience they were actually looking for, and why they wanted to travel so I can give them the best advice or the best recommendations so that they can make the best decisions for themselves on where to go and how long to go for and if they need to travel with someone or do they need to travel solo. Just like 
all the all the nitty gritty of planning a trip. But if you put more intention to the to the questions and the thought that goes behind it, you can make better decisions on what do you actually need to do during this trip to have the feeling or the outcome or transformation that you're looking for out of it. It's why we travel in the first place. Like I said, I was traveling because I felt unhappy and unfulfilled. And I visited places where I was able to feel differently. And then as I was traveling and learning more about the industry, and like I said, I traveled during a really prime time in the industry. So I, with the rise of that technology and social media, quite quickly, I was exposed to all of these different new trends and topics and problems that existed in the industry, different shortages and voids that occurred too, that that's helped me figure out what focus I wanted to be in as a travel coach as well. I really wanted to make a difference and now help companies and say, wake up, your employees are leaving you, quitting the nine to five. Corporate employees, executives are quitting the nine to five to travel the world. Why are you not paying attention to how important travel is to people? And that's where it started with my wellness travel coaching business. That is such an interesting perspective because I, I mean, I have been self-employed since I've graduated college, so I haven't had the whole nine to five grind thing yet. And I hope to never have that. But it's such a fun perspective to be like, hey, travel is more meaningful than just visiting places and seeing the world. It's actually good for humans and good for communities and actually good for your business if you're a corp- in the corporate world. So that's super fun. And now that you are a travel coach and just have so much experience with traveling abroad, I would love to ask you a few questions about budget travel and give listeners a little intel on what's inside your book. So first, can you tell us a bit more about your book that you wrote? Once I knew you were going to be a guest on the podcast, I actually went and bought and read your book. Oh. And <laughs> and it's full of tips for cheap travel and just has tons of your honest experiences in it. So can you Tell us a little more about your book. What can readers find inside and why did you end up writing it? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for buying it. Um, That's very sweet of you. I'm glad that you found value in it. Um, I wrote my book. My book was the very first thing that I ever did. And the reason being was because my book isn't for the audience that I wanted to serve in my wellness travel coaching business. But with that said, I wrote my book to share all of my travel tips, tricks, advice, like mindset, everything, because that's what I was sharing with people for that whole decade of traveling. That's the exact information I would tell people about and people would constantly come to me for. So instead of people saying, well, how can I learn from you and booking a a private session with me? Because that wasn't what I wanted to do with, with individuals. I didn't want to talk about budget and talk about solo female safety and all this stuff that I was really, I could relate to. So I just put in a book. I said, here, here's a book now. Um, All of it's there for you. And it's a lot more affordable than booking a private session with me. Um, And so sometimes I forget that I even have the book. I don't often talk about it unless it's just in my bio and that I give people to read. Um, But I wanted it to not only be a travel budget tricks and tips type of book because there's countless blogs and information out there like that. 
but it's the honest truth of the things that I loved most, the websites I loved most, the strategies I did, how I was actually able to travel to 84 countries on my own terms, on my own budget, with ever, ever going broke. I never worked while I traveled. I, in my book, I give ideas for people to work while they travel if they want to, but I never once worked while I traveled. I volunteered in places when I traveled. Um, because I love being able to give back in that way. But I wanted it to be an affordable way for people to, you know, also feel empowered and inspired. And that's where the mindset um, aspect comes out of it. So I incorporate the coaching into there, um, because I understand the limiting beliefs that people have centered around being able to travel so much because I at one point had them too. Awesome. And we know that your book is obviously filled with tips, but what would you specifically recommend to people either wanting to travel more or those itching to travel but feel like they don't have money or time or even just those people wanting a different experience when they travel? Lots of my listeners are young people who are itching to travel or don't have the experience or money. So we're obviously here for all the tips, but what would you what would be some of your biggest recommendations for those people who either want to travel more or just want a different experience, something more meaningful? Yeah, going back to how I started, like I said, I was a broke college student uh, when I had the idea that I wanted to travel. And one of the very first things that I did was I a couple things. I looked at the my expenses. So what bills was I paying? Um, and I, can I minimize or eliminate them anywhere? So I ended up getting rid of my cable at the time. This is before um, we have all the streaming services now. But even that, are you paying for ones that you don't necessarily need? Like every, I learned what the value of a dollar is. A dollar could be a meal in another country. Um, you know, a couple dollars or a dollar every day of the week could be a night stay in a hostel room in a country. So like, budget matter, like money matters. And so I was able to figure out like, how can I best spend my time? Granted, I was still in school full time, but I picked up all of these random jobs. I was babysitting, I was nannying. Um, I put my, I signed up for a staffing um, agencies so I can work events. Granted, I did a lot of stuff that I, I liked to do so I could try different things. I signed up for some of those staffing events. I got to work in trade shows or I get to work with different companies. So it's not like I was you know, sacrificing my happiness to work and save money. I was saving more than I was spending, which is key. And also, you just don't need that much money to be able to travel. The most expensive thing that you're going to have is going to be your most likely your ticket there. So depending on where what kind of experience you're looking for, size on where you want to travel to. Some places around the world are a lot more affordable to stay in, but maybe more expensive to get to. But once you're there, you can really make your budget stretch. That's why a lot of people tend to go to Thailand or Indonesia. And yeah, it takes a while to get there. Um, or it could be more pricey to get there. But that's why in my book, I would put tips on how to optimize on layovers or how to use hub airports, which are just main airports versus like I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is not a main airport, but Chicago here is. And I would just take a bus to go to Chicago and, you know, a flight out of there to another main hub city 
you could be a hundred or hundreds of dollars cheaper than a flight directly out of Milwaukee. So little things like this really can save money. You'd be surprised at how far you can get on a certain budget. Are you going to travel extensively in parts of Europe? Probably not. Depends on where you go, of course. But I spend a lot of time in Southeast Asia, the majority of the time, or Asia in general, and then South America, because I not only did I it make my dollars stretch more, but I really loved the type of culture and pe- and weather and everything too. Um, so again, it's depending on what you're looking for when it comes out of out of an experience. Are you looking to be in a busier city around more people? Do you like the touristy type of thing? I'm not a big museum person. I'm not a very big city person. I like going to more remote areas. I'm a beach person. I'm a nature person. I want to be outdoors in the sunshine. I want it to be warmer. So that all comes into effect of how do you want to feel while you're there? Uh, With my anxiety, I didn't like to be in very big cities where there's a lot of people and a lot of hustle and bustle. I wanted to feel calm and I wanted to feel where I could be at the beach without a bunch of people or a bunch of um, people, locals like trying to sell you something because it's a touristy spot. I wanted to be able to journal. I wanted to be able to read. I wanted to be able to um, be to myself and feel like I can see myself living here for a little bit too. And so, and then also hostels are a big thing. I loved staying in hostels and the prices varied depending on where you are and the types varied. I stayed in really icky ones. Not actually, I didn't stay in really icky ones. Uh, but there are really icky ones. I stayed in some really, really, really nice ones um, that are very affordable. Like I stayed in a castle, one in Montenegro in Europe for, and they just said, pay whatever you want. Like they didn't even have a price. Um, I think it ended up being like $7 or something that they like asked for, but you'd be really surprised. So if you're open-minded and you are determined to save money, um, you really can make it happen too. I love that. And I know one of your missions as a travel coach and as a business owner in the travel world is to just reshape how travel is used and viewed to help us in all aspects of our life. Can you talk more about this mission and what exactly kind of you're doing to work toward encouraging more people to get out there and have these life-changing experiences or for companies to encourage travel in their workforce? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking that. When I was traveling, one of the things I realized, and then as I was learning, you know, over the years by building my business, and the further I dove into research and got more acclimated with the tourism and hospitality industries, I realized that travel is talked about and quote unquote sold on a very surface level. Um, when it comes to companies, or like whether they're hotels or cruise lines or destinations or resorts, all that's marketed are how comfortable the beds are, how big the suite room is, what how great the, res- the five-star restaurants are, how secluded the resort is, how private the transportation is. As a traveler, I'm like, where's the depth? Where's the experience? Where's the all of the room to understand how beneficial travel can be on our mental, emotional, spiritual, you know, all all of these angles of well-being when it's all we talk about is like relaxing at the beach and sipping a pina colada. Yeah, that's great, but like there's so much more depth to why people actually travel. 
So over the years, I've been studying and getting to know the personal and deeper reasons why people travel and what traveling really means to people. And no one has ever said to me, I just like to, I, because the beds in the hotel room are really comfortable or because the, the water is crystal clear. Yeah, those are great, nice things to have while traveling, but that's not going to be a reason why someone travels. As a wellness travel coach, I go around and I educate companies on these various wellness benefits of travel based off of research. I just share research that I find and research that I've collected myself. And then when it comes to the Travel Coach Network in general, every travel coach in there comes there because they believe in the transformative, healing, and meaningful reasons for travel and want more depth into how they integrate that into the lives of others. That is so fun. I just love that it's kind of this all encapsulating definition. I agree. Travel is so surface level. Like if you say, hey, I'm going on vacation, what automatically pops into your head? It's the beach or sunshine or relaxation rather than a transformative experience or something that's good for your physical, spiritual, mental well-being. So I love that. And you have obviously been everywhere. So what is a meaningful experience you have had while traveling the world? I know one of my favorite parts of travel is journaling and then coming home and being able to share with people and just being able to look back on those things. So can you tell us like a fun story or a fun experience that you've had or something meaningful that kind of made you love travel? Yeah, I think that, I mean, one of my favorite things about travel travel is being able to share those experiences with my mom. So even though I've traveled solo, the majority of the places I've gone to, I either would fly my mom out or her and her friends out to visit me, or my mom and I would go on a trip together and being able to have those experiences because I grew up with, to her being a single mom. I'm an only child. We didn't grow up with very much money at all. And for her to now be able to see parts of the world and have and places like Thailand and Australia and Indonesia, places where she, you know, can we make memories together. And that's one of the richest part of traveling for me. There's all this, you know, I I'm very grateful for all the places I've been and I've been to incredible places myself, but being able to share those moments with my mom really is one of my favorite parts. Amazing. And this is kind of a side note, but do you have a favorite country or a favorite region that you have been? It's always really hard to answer that question. I'll name my top three countries, but my favorite region for sure is Southeast Asia. Um, Like I said, I go back, I was always drawn back there. Um, Not only is it more affordable to stay, but I just love the fresh fruits and the local markets and the people are just so friendly, the warm weather and the beautiful beaches, all the nature. It had a little bit of everything scattered around Southeast Asia. So I just loved being there. But one of the some of the countries that I love most within that is Thailand, but I really like Tel Aviv, Israel, one of the later countries I'd been to. I absolutely fell in love with that city. And another one that I really loved is Argentina. I found like the diversity in Argentina was really cool. It's such a big country and there's so many different parts of it. And so there's something for everyone, especially the Patagonian region that I went down to call a city called Bariloche, where I, I love the reflection of 
and I think I've seen this in some of your photography, but I see the when the mountains reflect onto a lake or you're just in the mountain range, it's and there's a beautiful body of water. It's it was just stunning. So those are a few of my favorite, but everywhere has something so different to offer. That is definitely Patagonia is on my bucket list and we will see when it happens, but that is awesome. And you are so full of knowledge and I want everyone who's inexperienced or scared or claim they're too broke or just wanting something more to read your book and know who you are and get more tips. And instead of giving us those tips here, can you talk more about the TEDx talk that you gave last year? I believe the topic was how embracing travel can help build happier and more united communities. And you have touched on this a little bit throughout the podcast here, but I'm such an advocate for getting outside and adventuring to boost morale and foster a relationship between nature and humans to create happier communities. And that will probably be another episode sometime down the line because that was a big research topic for me in college. But can you talk more about this connection between travel and happier communities? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, last October, I gave my very first TEDx talk and the theme of the entire event was community. And of course, from a traveler, I wanted to put my spin on that. And so I dove into a couple angles, which is the happier aspect and building trust with people too. So a few, I shared a few stories within there. But there's a lot of research that talks about how contagious smiles and happiness can be. And there's different people all around the world, cultures that I was immersed into, that you just feel their energy and their joy, and it comes into your soul. Being able to boost your own confidence, boost your own independence, all of that can uh, contribute to your own happiness, your own self-development and fulfillment. When it comes to trust, you put your trust into others and you also trust yourself more too. And that comes into being able to trust others. Traveling is, I always say, if everyone was able to travel, the world would be a happier and kinder place. And that's because we take ourselves out of our own comfort zone when we travel. We are now in someone else's home place. We're now in someone else's environment. And we all we hope is that they accept us, they're kind to us, and that we're safe. Because we travel to explore, we're traveling to have fun, we're traveling to, you know, we don't want anything bad to happen. But it's really easy for people who don't travel much, who don't have those outside experiences to hear all the negativity in the news and TV or friends and family, and to formulate their opinions about other people and cultures or countries based on that. And then to treat people a certain way. But if you remove yourself from your environment, you're now in someone else's home home place and environment. You're now flipping the script and you hope that they accept you. So traveling helps us build empathy, compassion, understanding, and acceptance of our diversity and and warms us up to being able to, you know, understand people better. Everyone, we're all different, but we're also a lot alike in this world. And that's something we often forget because we tend, sometimes we tend to be in our own little world or our own communities and not be able to see outside of them and and understand that we all really are very much alike. And I think that's really important for not only our own communities, but it's really important for the workplace too. Awesome. And this has all been so, so good. And I know that 
time goes so fast when we're just chatting here. But I know you have an event coming up that listeners may be interested in. So can you tell us more about this event and if listeners attend, what they can expect? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. Uh, I can't believe it's coming up again. This is our third annual Women Thrive Through Travel Masterfying event. It's taking place on May 28th. It is virtual and it is free. Uh, this is a, a concept that started during the pandemic. And I was really tired of all the negative talk about travel that things like it's not coming back or we're never going to be able to travel again. And everyone who has travel businesses, you know, have to find another path in life. But I know that's not true. We need travel and travel's here to stay. It's just going to look different and it only took time for it to come back. So I started the Women Thrive to Travel Mastermind event. I wanted to bring together uh, different speakers, different women from the Travel Coach Network and other women in tourism and hospitality and wellness and business that really inspired me to bring them into one place uh, where those who attended could be inspired, empowered to, you know, whether it's in their business, whether it's in their own adventures, whether it's in their own mindset. So every year it has grown. So the first year was 2021. And then last year was our second year and it grew to like 400 registrants. And then this year we just announced some of our speakers. We have a few more to announce, but I wanted people to find value in it and connection too. Some of the feedback I've been getting every single year is that they either connect with the speakers and they you know, grew that way or they made a connection and now they are doing a collaboration with someone who attended. And it's just really about community and empowerment too. Business is not easy and life isn't easy, but if we can learn from one another and see the diversity and what's possible out there and our different perspectives, it means a lot to us. And so that is our event that's coming up in the end of May. Awesome. And that sounds like a phenomenal event for listeners. I know a lot of my listeners here are business owners or people hoping to travel more or get travel tips and um, photographers, lots of photographers listening here. So I will definitely be sharing about that. That's super exciting. And this is kind of the end of my question. So I would love to ask you, do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with listeners really regarding anything we talked about traveling or mindset, money, any of that kind of stuff? I always just like to leave it on just saying that we're only given one life to live. And it's really with all of the outside noise from social media, family, society, culture, it's really easy to try to please other people and fit yourself into what others are doing or wait for approval. But I'm a very, very big believer. And this, you see this reflected in my journey around the world. And you see this reflected in me pioneering paths that are very different in the travel industry. I want people to know that they can really do and create the lifestyle and the career that they want. Even if no one has done it before, even if no one approves of it, even if no one even knows what you're talking about, because that's happened to me in the past, that as long as it makes you happy and you have a vision for something and it's something that you know that you really want in your life, that you can really go for it and you really can make it happen. But it takes consistency. It takes investing your time and your energy and sometimes your money into learning and being able to find mentors and guides, uh, people to guide you along the way is key. 
thank you so, so much for being on the podcast today. I know you inspired me and I know you will inspire so many of my listeners. So if people want to find you on social media or online, how can they find you? Do you have links that you want to share or social media handles? Yeah, of course. Thank you. Uh, you can find me at thetravelcoachnetwork.com or the Travel Coach Network on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to find me myself, I am Sahara Rose, the Travel Coach on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Sahara, thank you so much for being on today. And I think that's it, folks. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, and I will catch you in the next episode.